for both of us and we felt we wanted to get the song out as a you know as a protest to what was happening at the time Ireland but that's just a symptom of something deeper like we have a terrible relationship with the truth in this country Welcome to the Social Fabric podcast with me Andreas Splendori and this week my guests are Victoria Keating and Anya O'Gorman both singer-songwriters from West Cork Together, they wrote a song called The Poor Ground in March 2017 after the bodies of 796 babies and children were found in a septic tank on the grounds of the tomb mother and baby home. The program is also broadcast weekly on Near FM every Monday and on Flirt FM every Tuesday. Please subscribe, share and review it's the only way podcasts like this have a chance to survive. The title tune is Alice by Lucky Bones. Can I call you up, oh Alice, on a Friday night? We could reminisce on old days and we could talk a while. Just sit and talk a while. Hello, Anya. Hi, how's it going? Good, and you? Good, sorry, I just got back from work there. No I'm worries. Upstairs. I'll go back. I'll go back. How are you? How are you getting on? Great, great. Take your time. There's no rush. I like the background. It looks very, um, yeah, very thought, kind of urban. Yeah, I thought I'd save you the look of my office. That is, it's not that interesting. Oh, great. <laughs> where, where are you? Are you? Whereabouts are you? in? I'm in West Cork. I'm near, um, kind of between Bandon and Kinsale. Oh yeah, lovely. What's the name? What's the town? Banlady. Have you heard of it? Yeah, no, I know quite well. I know the area quite well. Uh, my my mother-in-law was from uh, Doris, but um, oh, fabulous. But, but I do know the area quite well and do go down quite a lot to Clonakilty and a couple of friends there and stuff. So oh, fab. Oh, yeah. it's a go- It's lovely around there. I've just got somebody just dropped me in a coffee, so it th- oh, the day lovely. is looking up. The day is looking better already. <laughs> and are you done for the day? You need to go back to work. No, I have to go back to work. I'm. I teach music. Oh, wow. And um, so I just was. I, I normally I'm really busy this time of year with kind of school concerts, Christmas concerts and stuff. Mm. But with the COVID, um, I've only got one school. Just they're doing an online concert, so I'm just back from rehearsal with them, and then I'll do my own lessons at three. So I teach? kind of teach. I teach the piano and the violin and the guitar, but it's all online, so it's it's actually fine. It's going, it's grand. It's kind of handier. I don't have to do as much traveling around the place, you know. Yeah. I was looking at one of your videos, um, uh, Lydia. Oh yeah. And I love the piano. Where 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 is that? Where what, what cliff was that? It's Novel. You probably would know it. It's it's um it's near Kinsale. Okay, and you brought um, the piano on the cliff. Yeah, it, it was a, a real undertaking, actually. We had to um, we had to get all, you know, the heavy metal on the inside. We had to get somebody to just bash all. They were going to dump the piano. It was like an old piano. So somebody took out all of that heavy metal on the inside. Um, but it was still a three man, three or four man job to get it up there. Like, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't straightforward. But yeah, Brilliant. it was um, it was worth it. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. It's a lovely song. Lovely video. It's, Thank um, you. It's going to be a bit like the, um, I normally know a little bit about the people I'm talking to, but this is going to be a bit like Tommy Tiernan. I, I know very little about both of you, which is great. Oh, good. <laughs> There's much to know, which is uh, good in some ways. 
And how long have you been doing this, Andrea? This is nearly three years. So the, the, there's about 100 and, I don't know, 120 episodes, I can't remember. Um, Brilliant. And uh, I do, it goes out on, as a podcast, it also goes out on the radio. It goes out on uh, two radio uh, stations, one on uh, in Dublin, Dublin Near FM, which is a Great. community radio station. It also goes out on Flirt FM, which I didn't know existed. It's a, I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, from sending stuff out to radio stations, yeah. I've seen Flirt FM coming yeah. up, coming up on my radar. And their Galway uh, station, I think it's predominantly uh, uh, university radio station, but they just picked it up That's and right. they, yeah. yeah, and they just picked it up and they never even asked me, which doesn't bother me, but. So they started. Wow. That's, <laughs> so that's, that's crazy that you can even do that. Yeah, it's I didn't like, know. So anyway, I, uh, that's fine. So I've been doing that, and I, I do, well, not at the moment, but I do. Um, I bring this on the sh- on the on, on in the theater. I do live shows uh, of. Um, so they tend to be more like a chat show. I pick a, a topic. So one I did was about cis women. That was last year, last January, and then we did another one about gurus and, and all that and a few more in the pipeline but unfortunately it's all stopped so whenever know, we get yeah. back into it I have a couple of more to do and well a few more to do I'll be doing once one a month so yeah it's interesting it's a, it's a nice uh, nice way to get to know people definitely and it's such a I love the name of it it's a really um it's really engaging isn't it like when you hear um social fabric it's, it makes you want to engage it all immediately it's it's a brilliant um it's a brilliant name well, thanks for that. Any so, sign of Vicky? Uh, I don't see her there, no. So I'm... Um, oh, there she is. Hello. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> Buongiorno. How are you? Sorry. I thought it was half a swap. That's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. That could have been my fault. I thought it was as well. No bothers. No bothers. Are you no, from a, you're talking to us from a window? Or? I am because, um, you know, roadworks, roadworks are outside my house. <laughs> So I had to move to my daughter's bedroom, but such is life, you know. These should sing it's opera. Like, it's like talking, yeah, exactly. It's like talking from a balcony. It's lovely. <laughs> uh, that's great. So I guess we we just get started, and I'll ask you a couple of questions, and we get going and see where it takes us. I, I, this is actually the first time I do a podcast with two people at the same time, uh, other than the live ones. So this is always the first one. So we'll have to for you know, inappropriate comments, you know, the potential for inappropriate comments abound, but I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, let me start from, um, from uh, start with Anya because she's got a coffee there and, and ready to go. So Anya, if I ask you then, um, just, give me, just give me an idea. Who's Anya or Gorman? Anything at all you want to um, tell us? I, it's a, that's a really good question. I feel like I, um, I don't know how to answer that myself, but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm a musician, but I've been mostly kind of playing music in a in a kind of a back seat way for the last since I've been in loads of bands, but I've never um, written my own songs or um, anything like that. So um, it's only in the last year, actually, last year when I released my first um, song myself. So it's it's all very exciting and it's all very new, um, but I'm really enjoying the whole thing. And when you say the backseat, what what kind of uh, were you playing in a band? Uh, what kind what kind of music? And give me an idea of what what you've been doing up to now. Kind of loads of different bands from when I was um, I think twenty one was when I was in my first band, 
and just loads of different local bands. I played piano mostly um, and I sung harmonies and uh, and I've been in cover bands as well for years. So lots of original bands and lots of cover bands. Um, and then I play in weddings. I play for weddings. I kind of try to cobble together um, some kind of a living for music in lots of different ways. I teach. I go into schools, I play for weddings, I, I'm in cover bands. So, yeah, and I just about managed to pay the rent at the end of it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, I've had a few musicians on this show and uh, from really well-known to less well-known, and it really is hard work to make money at the moment. Anyway, it always has been, but now it's even harder. Yeah. What about you, Vicky, then? What's, uh, what's your background? What's your story? Anything um, at all? I suppose I've always, I've been writing from a very early age, I suppose, Andrea. Um, always been writing. And I started singing really around the age of 22 in my ex-husband's uh, family band. So my first band was with my my ex-husband, my brother-in-law, my father-in-law <laughs> and my mother-in-law. Um, but it just went on from there. I was always asked to do things. I was in a Bob Dylan tribute band for a number of years called the Zimmermans. Um, but I've always been writing, I suppose. So uh, I've just been involved with loads of different people over the years, you know, um, most recently, I suppose, uh, the band with Anya and Jamie and Deck and Martin. Uh, that would have been from the forest. That was probably, I suppose, the second time I had a band with with my original with my original material. The first band was a band called Jute, um, back in gosh, I think the two thousands, and um, and most recently I've been singing with my partner Declan Sinnott and um, with uh, Christy Moore as well. I have recorded and uh, toured with him, um, and that's been amazing. Do you know? Um, so it's great to be, um, like I always enjoy working with Anya, so uh, just great to get the song out together, you know, and um, now I'm, I'm launching a whole new career, man, you know. Mm, that's <laughs> great, that's great. But we, we'll get to the song in a minute because I, I just, it's, it's a fabulous song, by the way, and, and, it, and it's, I was looking at the video before we came online again, and really, really interesting the way it's been shot. You can tell me all about it in a minute, but... I'm just curious about the the, the music uh, for both of you. What and you, you said, Anya, it's kind of hard to, to. It is hard to make money with art in general, unless by fluke you get whatever the Christmas song, and that's it. You're sorted for life. But yeah. what keeps you going in the, with the music? What's what is the thing that just? What, what's um, music for you? I suppose it's the thing I've always been kind of good at. And I, I guess everyone wants to do the thing that they feel comfortable doing and the thing that, that makes them happy. And uh, and I guess, like, I've done loads of jobs um, since I started working. Um, like, loads and loads and loads of jobs. But this is always the thing that I've come back to, you know. So I guess you have to accept at some stage that you're never going to be rich and you're never going to probably be a doctor or an accountant at this stage because, you know, I don't think I have the, the tenacity to do that or the or the um, aptitude either. So then you just have to accept that this is, you know, you, you may not be rich, but it's great that you can do something that you that you love and that you enjoy and that you're hopefully good at. Um, so, yeah. I just want to ask you something. I'm going to ask you the same as well, Vicky, in a minute. But in terms of the jobs, because I was talking to... Emma Langford for this podcast and she mentioned something that I wasn't aware she says sometimes for artists 
to do a nine to five job, it's a really hard thing to do. We just mentally, we're not prepared. What, you know, give me an idea, what kind of jobs did you do? What, which one did you enjoy or which one you, could, you couldn't go back to go to? I loved um, cleaning. I did, I did it a few times. Um, I lived in New Zealand for a while and I, I was a cleaner and I thought um, it was just so meditative or something. You could, you could switch off your brain, you were on your own and you could just, you could have your own um, experience in your brain while all the other stuff was happening. You were cleaning, but you were, you were somewhere else. It was like an outer body thing. And, um, and I also, I, I have done it recently as well in the summers when I'm not teaching um, I, I do some cleaning as well, which I always enjoy because it's like free meditation and also it's like going to the gym. So it's a win-win. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> what about you, Vicky? What keeps you going with the music and, and what else do you have to do to, to supplement if, if you have to do anything else? I suppose like Anya, I've, um, you accept like you can't, for me, music is about more it's like it's not a choice it's something I have to do I don't have a choice in that matter it's who I am and I think if you're not being who you are in this life then you know seriously you know and not what's the point but for me I, I couldn't not be who I am I tried it it doesn't work mm-hmm. um I have once I realized that money wasn't the main focus I think it was never the main focus for me and I think that's part of the problem um I never uh, thought I suppose that I was going to make money from it but I was just going to keep doing it regardless and I think just keeping keeping it going and and being true to who you are is is more important than any you know any money and I've done awful jobs over the years and I've done lovely jobs over the years it very much depends on the people you're working with I think you know, I think as an artist or a musician, you kind of find your tribe, you know, no matter what um, area you're in. Um, you'll be drawn to specific people and you'll be, you know, not so drawn to particular situations. And it's finding your tribe, isn't it? And no matter what you're doing and trying to enjoy it, I suppose. Yeah, that's wonderful. And in the background that, you know, you are who you are and that's it. <laughs> I know, and it's wonderful, and I'm a great believer in uh, that's why the with COVID and the, and the, the shortage of money across the board, but the shortage of money for the arts was such a such a we keep forgetting about it. But with the first thing everybody does when it goes on, you know, you watch TV, you listen to music, you know, you use the arts for for winding down or whatever. If you work in an office or whatever, maybe. Okay, let me give, let me break it very quickly with one song each. So, what's your song, Victoria? What's it, what song would you pick? Oh my God, it's really difficult. I can't pick just one, but I know, but you have to. I know. The song for me that's always stayed with me. The first time I heard it, uh, just sent complete shivers down my spine, and introduced me to like it was the portal to another world for me, which was music and um art through music um kate bush wuthering heights um you know that's one that's one song yeah for me she's a a woman who just has done whatever she has wanted to artistically from the very beginning she is who she is in every situation and i love her for that you know Could you leave me when I needed 
What about you, Anya? If you were to pick a song, uh, what would that be? Um, again, it was a hard thing to do. I <laughs> went with um, Hallelujah um, by Leonard Cohen, just because I love, as I'm sure as well, there's some songs that seem to um, transcend generations. And like I have really small kids that are so engaged with that song and it, it means a lot to them and they want to learn it. And then there's adults and it just seems to be a common thread that it speaks to people. Um, and I love um, the story behind him writing it as well. And that he he couldn't he couldn't finish it. He kept on adding verses and he kept on editing it and refining it. And he wasn't happy. It was, it was something like 10 years in the writing or something outrageous. Um, and I just I just think it's a brilliant um, piece of writing and I love it. Now I've heard. There was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the So many things that tick the boxes with Hallelujah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, talking about writing, then, um, you both do your own writing, your own songs. Um, Anya mentioned just earlier um, that she finally decided to come out of the, the background of, uh, of the bands and start to do her own thing in the last couple of years. But I'll, I'll start with you, Vicky. You say you've always written. Is that writing music or writing in general? Writing in general. Yeah, writing, um, writing words. Um, I just always, I suppose I kept, not diaries, but just notebooks and things. I used to do things like collect autographs and collect sayings from people. <laughs> we used to have a folk dance festival, an international folk dance festival in Cove, where I grew up. And uh, there would be people coming from all sorts of countries everywhere and in their folk costume and stuff. And I, uh, I remember going up to them and asking them for their autograph and for something that they'd like to say so I could keep it in my book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept that book for years, but I've just always loved words. I've loved reading, I've loved words, I've loved the magic of words. They can just transport you out of your ordinary situation into, you know, like music, I suppose. It's, um, it transcends our daily lives, you know, it's uh, we, we get out of the quotidian and we get into, uh, you know, a realm of, of um, otherness, which I, I love. I love I love that the idea that, you know, we're not only existent on one plane of living. We're, you know, we transcend liminal spaces and we're in, you know, our own little universes all of the time, really. Mm. And uh, I just love the capacity uh, that words have to, I think, to connect to our higher selves, really, you know, um, I think for me, that's, that's what it's about, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and so maybe it's the right time to start to talk about The Poor Grand, which is, a, it, it is a fabulous song, it's, but, and, uh, you know, people get, I put a link to uh, wherever they can listen, and I will be playing it this weekend on the, on, on my radio show, but, I hope uh, people listen to it, but there's a, there's a lot more to that song than just, uh, tell me a bit about the whole process, whoever wants to start, because it's, it's, it's a very powerful song about a very powerful and 
sad time in the history of, of, of Ireland. Um, and uh, it always fascinates me. The, the, I love writing myself. I'm not particularly good, but it always fascinates me how much you can put into three minutes. I don't know if it's three minutes, but let's call it a three-minute song, how much history you can put in. Uh, so tell, tell me about whoever, how, how that all happened, the whole process. Um, well, we wrote it um, shortly after um, those bodies were uncovered in, in the tomb, um, mother and baby home. And I think um, we were just so outraged that something like that had happened. Happened, And it was, I think, um, we when we were writing it, I don't know about you, Vicky, but it felt like we were writing about something in the past, something, some a real tragedy, that a real, something really dark that happened in our past. And that was kind of, it was really, it was very emotional for both of us. Um, but then in October, when it came to light that the government were trying to um, to sneak past that um, amendment so that they could seal the documents regarding the mother and baby home, I think that made it really current. It, it, it wasn't something in our past anymore. This was something that still existed, you know, mm. and that made it even more harrowing, I think, um, for both of us. And we felt we wanted to get the song out as a, you know, as a protest to what was happening at the time. Mm. Absolutely. And I always feel like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, um, this idea of hidden things and secrets and a society being as sick as its secrets, even in you know, a personal way, but in a, in, a, in a universal way also. And like, you know, people, myself and my daughter were talking about this earlier, um, but people, we, we tend to look upon Ireland as a country that has a terrible relationship with drink and uh, drugs. Ireland, but that's just a symptom of something deeper. Like we have a terrible relationship with the truth in this country, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, so we're talking about, like for me, the tragedy of the two and babies is as real today as it was when it happened. When those babies went into the ground, we're still living with the consequences of that now. You know, one child, might you know one family might have been affected by one sister who died at nine months and was thrown into the septic tank there in one mother and baby home in Ireland but we are all feeling the effects of that as a society today because this truth is still not out there those people still don't know what happened to their relatives you know and I think until we address that as a nation that those secrets will fester and they will infect society with whatever isms we choose to talk about and alcoholism, addiction. These are just symptoms of a greater cause, which is our relationship with the truth as a country. We need to stand up and fight for the truth now, now more than ever, you know? And and you know what's lovely about this lockdown? It's given everybody a pause, a chance to pause and reflect on what's really important. And to me, the truth is paramount in everything. You know, it's, it's part of who I am. And if I feel this truth is trying to be covered up. I can't live with that. I can't mm. live with myself as part of that, that society. I have to do something about it. So that's that's just that's just who we are, where we're coming from. Do you know? Brilliant. No, that's great. And, and tell me, as a writing process, because again, you know, it's 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 a really hard topic. It's 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 complex and you know all the things. But what? How did you write it? Did you write it? 
from what perspective, how did you get the message across in such, you know, for people listening to the song now, just tell us how you went about it to get the message across in such a short moment. Uh, when we wrote it, we wrote it, we started writing it in 2017 mm. and we had a, a draft of it. And, um, and then over the, over this summer, um, I met up with Vicky um, to, um, to guest on her. She has a, um, a Facebook live show every Friday. So I was guesting on that and we, we brought, we found the song again and we, we decided to revisit it. And, um, then we kind of edited it um, and we changed it a bit and I think we refined it. Um, and I think sometimes that's really good when you when you write a song or you start a song and you move away from it for a while and then you you approach it with fresh eyes then when you when it comes back to you. And um, so we changed it a bit and I think we made it a bit more subtle. Um, this, when we went when we came back to it, it wasn't as obvious. Um, what it was about, um, which sometimes is a bit more interesting, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the title itself refers to, you know, uh, the foreground would have been the place in the cemetery. I think people would be familiar with this, but where pe the lowest members of society would be put there, you know, so, you know, we'd be found in the poorest ground, you know, that's basically, you know, and that's, <laughs> I think that's putting a, a bit of polish on it actually when you think about it because um you know uh in the workings of a septic tank is certainly not any good burial place for anybody you know mm -hmm. so yeah um and tell me how um how has it been i mean have you had much success in terms of getting it on the radios or how distribution because i know it's difficult and uh, and one of the girls I interviewed, um, Linda Kugenburn, she had done a great report about female uh, artists in Ireland not getting, you know, it was 8% when, we, when I spoke to her last June. It, through her report, has now gone up to 20%. So it's happening, but still very uh, indigenous music, especially by female artists, is just getting very little exposure. That's, that's the reality. It's, it's been proven. How, how have you found the distribution of it and how, who's been supporting as such? Because... Uh, I'm just curious of the commercial radio stations, how easy it is or for them to accept something like that. Effectively, a protest song, uh, that is a nice, it's a nice pro protest song, but you're talking about something um, that the, the government doesn't want to talk about. So Yeah, I was surprised that, um, like, the RT1, um, RT1 radio um Play, put it on their recommends playlist for two weeks, so they were very um, receptive to it. But the you know the the head of RTE yeah, yeah. has a, a recommends list, so um, we were on the the poor ground was on the the list for two weeks, and it got it got some great play in RTE, um, and we have gotten it's still getting good play, which is which is great. There's been um, there's been a great reaction to it. Um, I think more than more than any of the songs I've released, um, this has been. This has been had the most of um, impact, I think, definitely. Great, great to hear. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that, to that interview actually with you, uh, Linda Guggenburn. It was excellent, really good, oh, really good. Um, and she makes a fair point. You know, it's 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 not just a point; it's a reality. As she said, it's not an opinion; it's a fact. You know. Um, so we're here to change all that now. <laughs> I know, and it's fantastic. And, uh, and as I was saying to Anya before you came on, online, that 
for me, uh, it's a small platform, but it's a platform that I, that's why it's called Social Fact, where I want everybody to, to have their voice. And I mean, look, you, you, I didn't know much about the tomb um, and the, uh, disaster until I read it in the paper. But obviously now it's, it just opens up that conversation again in a, in a lovely, in a musical way. And uh, yeah. I might play a little bit of the song at the end of this one, so just people yeah. can hear. But just tell me about the second song then, and another song you picked, it, one each, anything at all. That, uh... <laughs> Do you want to go on? Yeah, go on. No, you go first. Go first. Uh, I had to go with uh, Puccini, um, O Mio Babino, Babino Caro, because he was my first uh, portal to the world of opera. I watched a film called A Room with a View when I was 17, and that just, you know, whoa, there's another world of music I never knew about. <laughs> and it's amazing. And it's uh, it's in Italian and it's all gorgeous. And there's, there's harps and strings and, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, and it's a romantic thing. Again, it's about love and, you know, she's going to throw herself off her bridge if, you know, he doesn't love her and stuff like this, you know, which is so romantic. Um, I don't recommend it to anybody, by the way, but... Like, you look really... It looks really appropriate with you in the window there, talking about it. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect for <it. laughs> I just got lucky. I put it up here, you know, uh, because, you know... But, yeah, I... Um, I But I couldn't go anywhere without mentioning David Bowie. He's a huge influence to me as well. Um, but, yeah, Puccini is... Oh, man, you know, he's just amazing. He, it's all beauty. There's so much beauty in his music. Um, and it always makes me feel so emotional. I love them. But you, Anya, what else have you got? Um, inspiring. It's it's really hard to pick songs, you know. When 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 I was thinking about it, I just didn't know. So one came to mind, and it was actually after watching Vicky's live stream last Friday. She sang um, "What a Wonderful World," you know that song. Yeah, yeah. And there's something so sad about it, even though, uh, like on the surface, it's the the lyrics are very positive and they're very optimistic, but it's there's something really heartbreaking about it. And I love that um, in a song where it's kind of, it, it can make you feel something that you wouldn't expect. Um, and it reminds me, I think it's in that movie, is it, is it in Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah. I, I think, think it's in yeah. the, what a really, really harrowing scene in that. And that, that song is playing and it's just, um, it's so beautiful, but it's so heartbreaking at the same time, which is always, a really powerful thing in music, I think. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The 
we establish you're both very passionate about music and you're great musicians and I encourage anybody to go and find you uh, I know you have a few few singles out and uh, you know you, you we can put all the links in the so in the show notes about your um, Facebook live every Monday what's that Facebook live like because um, I know a few people have done it over over lockdown what's, what's that like for you Victoria wonderful I absolutely love it it's one of the highlights of my week um i work towards it during the week it's just a short thing it started because i can't play any instrument uh i could never play an instrument uh to accompany myself so um myself and my partner have uh <laughs> we have a very volatile musical relationship <laughs> and uh, one evening we were doing it together and we had an argument and he and he said i don't want to do it with you so um i thought well i'm just going to do it myself so <laughs> So I googled a couple of songs and that had only two chords in them and I decided to do it in a very car crashy way. But it just made me realise that I, I need to I need to do this myself and to connect with people. Oh, my God. Like and I need to sing. I need to sing so badly. I need to sing for people. And, um, you know, so every Friday night at 8 p.m. It's on my own Facebook or it's on a Facebook page I created for it called Little Rooms Big Music because I have a very small house. Um, and uh, so I just sit on my couch and I sing for people and I read some things that I like, uh, talk a bit. And um, I just ask if people, I put up a different charity every week, if people would donate to that. And, but there's no pressure on anybody to do anything. Um, and just, I love it when I'm singing. I can see people's faces in my head. I'm not. I'm not singing to avoid. I'm not singing into a computer screen. I'm singing to people. But don't ever be fooled into thinking that this would replace actual gigs. You know, because it doesn't. You know, I mean, there's nothing so powerful and magical as being in a room with people where you're all sharing the experience at the same time. That's a sacred space. So it's not going to. It's not going to replace it. But it's it's a it's a really good substitute for now, you know. Yeah. And I'm very grateful to people who watch. It's I know it's, it's great. I've been to a few different friends, musicians that have done it from the back garden, from the forest, from whatever, and it's it's nice. It's a nice it's a nice way to contribute to again to, you know, to support the artists, whatever way we can, you know. Um, how about you, Anya? I love as I said before. I love that the video of you and the piano, Lydia that you're single there as is fabulous yeah. and uh so what what's the plan there what what's happening any more any more singles coming out any more collaborations between the two of you is it going to be an album around the, the well, well we'll definitely we'll definitely collaborate again i'd say we're we're um you know we've we've worked with each other on and off since we were in college together we both went to um, see music in ucc okay. and we've been working together on and off since then um i'm hoping to release um a single myself after Christmas, hopefully. Um, and then I guess let's just play it by ear. It's such a, a kind of a, a rocky um, scene at the moment. It's hard to know what to do. You know, it's hard to, to know what the right thing to do is. And I guess mm -hmm. it's all an evolving, an evolving thing at the moment. So, mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully. Hopefully things will be more positive in 2021. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure we we'll go back to some venues and to the likes of the Barra in Clonakilty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> nice like that. Um, so just uh, before we finish off, I mean, there's plenty more I want to ask you, but let me ask you about um, 
suggestion for a book, anything that you would have picked that you suggest? Sorry, my back. Um, <laughs> I, I love um, Cormac McCarthy, anything written by him. I have a real, um, I wouldn't call it an obsession, but, and it's, yeah, it's, I, just, I just love his writing um, for lots of reasons. Um, I just think, um, I think that the last thing I read, the Border Town trilogy, I think I read it last year or maybe the year before, but um, there's something about um, the way he writes that it's it's so there's nothing will happen for maybe chapters, nothing. It's all really, really static. And it's just the writing that keeps you there because it's just so vivid and so poetic. And the descriptions you you're you're in the book, even though there's nothing going on. It's it's very, um, you know, it's it's the language that that holds you there. And then all of a sudden something will explode um, in the story and to, to keep you there as well. But um, yeah, I just love his writing. What about you, Victoria? Um, for me, um, I kind of go through every year. I try to read all of the, the works of somebody. Um, wow. Just to start a couple of years ago. Um, it was Sherlock Holmes uh, the year before last. It was Charles Dickens last year. And this year I discovered Marion Keys during the lockdown. <laughs> wow. I absolutely love her. Um, I love who she is as a person. She stands up for all of the things uh, I believe in and stuff. She's really, I love her. Um, so I would recommend uh, Marion Keys to anybody who hasn't discovered her yet. I, I'm a, an absolute freak for books I read all the time I have to read every night before I go to sleep uh, it's a habit I have since I was a child so I mean there's just too many to, to mention but you know just pick a book any book at all <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just read yeah. no, no, no I know it's a bit cruel to be I used to do seven songs with each um, with each guest and I, I broke it down to three songs but it, it, it is cruel to yeah. to 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 have to ask to for the, your favorite child as such, and the same with the books. <laughs> I know. It's okay because it's just a snapshot, you know. It's not the whole panorama. It's just no. a teeny snapshot, of, you know. So it's fine. You know. Absolutely. But so, so in the last few minutes we have left. Um, yeah, it's just, it really is fascinating. I love I love to hear that. Um, you know, you're so passionate about it that you will carry on making music and for, for the benefit of us all. Well, what would you say to somebody starting off in music now? Somebody's coming out of that same college with great ideas. What would you say to him or her? Um, I'd say there's, there, you know, it's really, it can be really hard for your mental health, I think. You know, it's, um, you have to be really, you have to be willing to accept a lot of rejection and, um, you have to be very certain of yourself. I think you have to, you know, you have to um, believe in what you do um, or else it'll probably really cause you a lot of um, stress, you know, sending stuff out. Like it seems to be you'd send out, you could send out hundreds of hundreds of emails and maybe only get a handful of replies from people. Um, so it can be hard, but then it's really rewarding when you do, when something does, um, stick and then you you know it's it's brilliant um in that sense and i think um you know social media is a brilliant tool for um musicians it's you know you have to you kind of have to be on social media but i think that can also be the cause of a lot of um mental health problems too <laughs> do you know when you, you when you see loads of other musicians and you think everyone's doing much better than you and everyone is, is has their own propaganda kind of happening 
because that's what that's what you have to do as a musician i guess you have to try and make the most of everything that happens and it can be really um it can be really draining but if you just if you accept it for what it is i think um and accept it as a tool that you'll use as a musician i think you can be in a much better space with it yeah absolutely you know uh i say be yourself be who you are um believe in what you're doing um find out what really matters to you and like anya said look after your your whole health your well-being get plenty exercise look into your sleep look into what makes you feel good learn how to relax for yourself um and just do it for the joy don't do it for thinking about the money or the end result let the candy be the candy do it for the process <laughs> process is the candy you know and like i mean look at me i'm uh i'm 50 this year since february um it's my favorite age ever like i feel like i'm fully coming into who i actually am i love it i would highly recommend it um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, and like, I'm gonna have my first single ever in my own name out the second or third week of January. Oh, you know, do not ever give up. Always believe in what you're doing. If it's right for you, it's right for you. You know, stop trying to be something that you're not. You know, stop trying to push yourself into that square hole. Be a roundy, be a, a flipping hexagon. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, so just. Just do it for the right reasons, I suppose, is the, the, the best way I can say it. Do it for the right reasons. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, look, I'm really looking forward to hear more about the, the singles, the album, the live versions, everything that's going to come. Yeah, the, the tour, the tour of Ireland next year, anything that's going to happen. It's fantastic. It will happen. It will happen. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. So... In the meantime, Anya Gorman and Victoria Keating, thanks a million for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. When I began to sample of The Poor Ground, the song by Onyo Gorman and Vicky Keating. Please support the artists by their music. You've been listening to Social Fabric with me, Andrea Splendori, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Take care.